Welcome back to The Conversation. This is season three, and I'm your host, Gina Simeone. The Conversation is sponsored by Single Throw Marketing, a Google Premier Partnered digital agency. To learn more about Single Throw and how we can help your business get on top, visit singlethrow.com. I can't believe we are launching season three of The Conversation. We have spoken to some amazing women, and we have so many more interesting stories on the way for season three. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and what better way to kick off season three than to talk to one of my dear friends, Paige Woodward, who is an oncology nurse practitioner. She's worked from the East Coast to the West Coast at outpatient cancer centers. Welcome, Paige. We're so happy to have you on the show today. Thank you, Gina. I'm so excited to be here and talk about breast cancer. Paige, tell me a little bit about yourself. So Paige and I met years and years ago through one of our dear friends, and Paige has been a very big advocate for breast cancer, self-advocacy, and really kind of navigating the way for patients who are experiencing breast cancer and other cancers. Um, Tell me about your journey and how you got started. When I went off to college, uh, all I knew is that I wanted to be a science major and I loved animals and I thought I was going to pursue veterinary school. So I got my undergrad degree in zoology. And then I decided to take a couple years off because I was just super burned out, but I still wanted to pursue vet school. And then I landed a job at Mass General Hospital in the cancer center doing clinical research. And I found it so rewarding and was so interested in what all the nurse practitioners were doing. I shadowed one and then applied to nurse practitioner school. And I got my master's in nursing from Yale University School of Nursing. Then after that, I went on to work in outpatient cancer centers. I started my career at Dana-Farber Cancer Institute in Boston, and then eventually made my way to California, and I haven't left. Wow. um, But I do still love the East Coast. So in 2021, I launched my own practice called Functional Cancer Care, And the reason that I decided to pursue this is because I was frustrated with the inability to really truly care for my patients in a 20 minute visit in the outpatient um, cancer setting. And I also love functional medicine and integrative medicine. And I really was not able to bring these components into the conventional medical setting in the hospital. So in my own practice, I'm more of a cancer coach, cancer consultant, Um, I see people from all over the country. I'd say majority of my practice is breast cancer, but I do see other types of cancer. And I work with people that have been newly diagnosed, um, who are post-treatment and need help, you know, rebalancing their hormones and their gut health, working on nutrition. And so I see people at any point in their cancer journey. Wow. Work together. So there's a lot of things that go into a cancer diagnosis, right? There's, you know, obviously the big elephant in the room, actual cancer and the disease that's spreading through your body. But on top of that, there's so many things that you have to consider your mental health, your nutrition, um, kind of navigating what to ask, what not to ask. There's so many things. And, you know, one of the things that people are there's that fear where, you know, a lot of people are like skipping mammograms or skipping doctor's appointments because they just don't want to know, or they don't want to deal with it. And then, you know, sometimes they find out and it's too late when they could have taken action prior to prevent. So one of the things I really wanted to talk to you about today was self-advocacy 
mammograms, screenings, all of those things that come along with it, because there's such a stigma with, oh, getting your mammogram and your boob gets squished and it hurts. And oh my God, wah, wah. tell me why it's so important to be your own self-advocate. So it is super important to go for your screenings and to keep track of your healthcare because no one's going to remind you to do it. And I know it may be scary and it's daunting, but when you go in and get your mammogram, you'll feel so much better that you did something for your own self-care. And think about that. It's for you. And if you're not doing it, like I said, no one's going to tell you to go do these things. I have been seeing so many people lately that are young, like 30s and 40s with newly diagnosed breast cancer, and some of them had no symptoms. They literally went in for their screening mammogram and oops, now they have breast cancer. And now it's this whole journey and it's scary and overwhelming. So go get your mammograms. (laughs) Yeah. So the, I mean, the statistics say, and I don't know if this has changed, but you know, one in eight women will get breast cancer. And then of those women that get breast cancer, one out of eight actually had family history. So majority of people that contract breast cancer don't have family history. So they're not getting their mammograms at 30, 35, 40. And then even when you turn 40, people are still like, oh, you know, I'll get it in a couple of years. Like, no, don't wait. What can people do before 40 in order to self-advocate? So monthly self-breast exams, they typically say like when you're in the shower is a good time to do it, you know, after you've had your menstrual cycle, because, you know, during your menstrual cycle, you can get lumps and bumps and different things with the hormones. And you should also be seeing, you know, your gynecologist for your routine gynecology checkups. And typically they'll do a breast exam, or if not go to your primary care. As you were seeing with family history, about 10 to 15% of breast cancers are genetically linked. The rest come from who knows what. Um, I think a lot of them are linked to environment, our food, terrible food system, things that are sort of out of our control. That's another way you can self-advocate. So tell me about the hormone part of breast cancer, because I feel like when someone gets diagnosed with breast cancer, they're automatically classified as HER2 negative or positive and hormone negative or positive. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Sure. So breast cancers can be estrogen receptor positive, progesterone receptor positive, and HER2 positive. So that's triple positive cancer. You can be estrogen receptor positive, progesterone receptor positive, HER2 negative, or you can just be estrogen receptor positive, or you can be what we call triple negative where you're estrogen negative, progesterone negative, HER2 negative. And this is important because it impacts how your treatment goes. So depending on where you fall, depends on the type of chemotherapy you get. If you need estrogen blocking medication, if you are estrogen positive, if you need medication to target the HER2, if you need radiation, what kind of surgery you're getting. So it's super important how this is classified. So people will say like, oh, you have the bad kind of breast cancer. Is there like a bad kind versus a good kind? None of this is good. People are always like, oh, yay, you got the good cancer. Cancer is cancer. It doesn't matter what stage you're at, what if you're ER positive or you're triple negative, you're still going through cancer. You have probably have to have surgery. Most likely you're going to have some sort of radiation and you're going to have some sort of treatment. And typically the earlier stage cancers tend to have a lower recurrence rate, 
but you know, they've also seen that estrogen positive cancers, while they may be not as aggressive, they can come back years later or they're slower growing. So again, it's important that if you get a diagnosis that you see a medical oncologist, you see a breast cancer surgeon and that you get on a treatment plan. And then I can be here as your supportive team (laughs) to offer integrative (laughs) and functional medicine. So you mentioned estrogen um, and progesterone medication that you would have to kind of go on afterwards if you are positive to help block the estrogen. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? Sure. So if you're an estrogen positive breast cancer, um, you know, depending on the stage and the pathology after you've had surgery, whether it be mastectomy, lumpectomy, maybe you need chemo, maybe you don't. And then another thing that we typically use are, it's called endocrine therapy. So they're hormone blocking. And if you're premenopausal, typically you'll go on something called tamoxifen, but depending on, again, how aggressive your cancer is, they may give you Lupron to induce menopause and give you an aromatase inhibitor. And you take that estrogen blocking medication. If you're postmenopausal, you typically take aromatase inhibitors. And again, it depends on your pathology, your staging as to what medication you're going to get. And these are meant to kind of block all the estrogen in your body. So to prevent recurrence of the cancer. So these shots, this Lupron shot that you're talking about actually puts premenopausal women into forced menopause in order to block the hormones so that their cancer does not come back. Correct. So Lupron basically shuts down ovulation and getting a cycle, and then they can give a different type of estrogen blocking medication. And yeah, I mean, it causes, like I said, it causes joint pains, hot flashes. Um, People can feel depressed and just like crazy. And, you know, a lot of people don't want to go on antidepressant medication, but sometimes that's you know, a low dose of a medication really helps people feel like even. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I also recommend for patients to see therapists. Um, I think it's really important for every patient to have someone to talk to that's outside their family and their friends and just be able to like open up and, you know, get all their feelings out because it's just, it's heavy. It's a lot to deal with. Yeah. So this leads me into my next question. So you started functional cancer care because, you know, as a nurse practitioner in oncology, obviously you can talk to your patients about these things, but this new practice and this new journey for you is really allowing you to kind of get into the nitty gritty of the feelings and what you're dealing with in addition to what they need medically, but what they need mentally. Tell me about functional cancer care. So as I was saying in my intro, I see people who come to me that have been just diagnosed, people who are in the middle of treatment, people who are post-treatment. And I really tailor their care to them. So, you know, some people come to me, they just want to work on nutrition and kind of rebuilding and doing everything that they can to prevent a recurrence of their cancer. The people who are newly diagnosed, you know, sometimes I help them make a list of questions to go talk to their oncologist about or their surgeon. And then I work with them through chemotherapy um, and we work on managing all their side effects, you know, 
with the traditional medications like Zofran for nausea, but also adding like some supplements to help prevent neuropathy from chemotherapy, or, you know, if they don't want to lose their hair, we talk about cold caps and using ice packs, but we also, you know, talk about mental health and having a therapist. And, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm the life coach, like I'm here to listen because I'm not that family member. I'm not their kids. I'm not their best friend, you know, and I'm somebody that they can open up to. And I always encourage them. It's okay to make, have your feelings and to cry. So those are some of the things I always encourage people to also, you know, get involved in like acupuncture, massage, Reiki, and really stress the importance of self-care while they're going through treatment. So you really help people to kind of deal with everything because, you know, when somebody receives a cancer diagnosis of any magnitude, it's a shock to the system and they freak out and they don't know what to ask. And it's very important to be able to talk to people and talk to people that have been through it, talk to people that, you know, have treated it. Um, so it's super important. And I really am grateful that, you know, you're starting this practice to kind of help people navigate. Personally, I am a breast cancer survivor. And when I was diagnosed, I did get linked up with Paige and she was so helpful in helping me navigate the questions because there's so many questions. And one thing you told me that I did want to um, kind of bring to the attention of our listeners, if anybody is diagnosed and has to go through chemotherapy, there is a chemotherapy called Taxol. And you just mentioned neuropathy and ice packs. That was so helpful. And I never got neuropathy. Can you, can you share that with them? So Taxol can irritate the nerves. Um, so people will get like tingling, numbness, burning pain in their fingertips and their feet. Typically there are other chemotherapy drugs that also cause this, but for breast cancer, Taxol is the main one. And one of the things I've always recommended is putting ice on your hands and feet, um, during the infusion, only during the infusion of the Taxol. And you can find like ice booties and ice gloves on Amazon, or, you know, I have people that would put packs of ice in oven mitts and stick their hands in. And then there's also supplements you can take to help with the neuropathy, like a B vitamin, alpha lipoic acid, and glutamine. Those are also things that you can do to help prevent the neuropathy. And in addition, the ice also helps with the nail changes you can get from Taxol. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of things that can happen to your nails. They go purple. Some of them fall off. Yeah. Um, I remember I, I couldn't do anything. I was just sitting there with all these mittens and things on my feet and my hands. And I brought a cooler and we had to rechange them every hour <laughs> because they would get warm. Um, but it really, really helped. And, you know, had I not known that, like, I feel like there's so many things that the doctors don't tell you, they don't tell you all these things. And so we need somebody like yourself with functional cancer care to really kind of help guide the process and really help them to understand what they're going to need, because I feel like I was prepared, you know, whereas a lot of people kind of go into it, they have no idea what to expect, super overwhelmed, causes a lot of anxiety. It, well, it, you know, the doctors, their focus is, okay, this is your pathology. This is your treatment plan. You know, they're, they're making that treatment plan and they're so focused on that, that they don't have time to, you know, focus on the rest of it. And also sadly in the United States, doctors get about 16 hours of nutrition education in their medical school training. It's really wow. terrible. You know, I, I probably didn't, I think I took a semester of nutrition in um, NP school and I've been working on my functional medicine training through the Institute for Functional Medicine. And they offer so many courses and 
things that I, and I also took a nutrition course because I just felt like I didn't have enough knowledge. Got it. Wow. This is all such really good information. Um, Tell me a little bit more about, I know you've paired up with a friend of yours, who's also a physical therapist for breast cancer rehabilitation. Um, Tell me about Cancer Coach Collective. This is a new initiative you guys are starting. It is. We just launched it this past week. We've been working super hard on it. So it is a platform where we're doing live monthly webinars. We have amazing guest lineup. Um, This month's webinar guest is Jessica St. Clair. Um, For those of you who don't know her, she's an actress. She's been on TV shows, movies, and she also has a podcast called The Deep Dive. She had breast cancer about seven years ago. I took care of her and she is an advocate for women all over the world. So she is going to be launching our webinar series, Um, but we also have topics like cancer nutrition, hypnotherapy, um, trauma therapy, acupuncture, menopause, and medical cannabis. So you definitely don't want to miss out on these things. In addition, Jenny and I offer office hours where you can come and meet with us and ask questions. There's a community board where you can post and become part of a group. And there's a library full of resources. Jenny's going to be teaching exercise classes twice a month to help you with like cancer rehab. So it's a platform right now for breast cancer patients. And it's a membership. If you join, you get all of this included. You can also purchase the webinars if you just want to attend a webinar. So www.cancercoachcollective.com. Awesome. Awesome. And how can people find you on Instagram? I know you have a bunch of different things. Um, How can they find you, Cancer Coach Collective, Functional Cancer Care, and even Jenny as well? My Instagram is at Functional Cancer Care. I do have a Facebook group, but I really spend most of my time on Instagram. And you can also find me on my website at functionalcancercare.com. And Jenny, it's Jenny Rye. She's a physical therapist. She's at my breasties says on Instagram. And again, the cancer coach collective, we just have our website, cancercoachcollective.com. Awesome. I cannot wait for these webinars. I'm super excited and awesome that Jessica St. Clair is kind of your little spokesmodel. I love that. Um, I did not know that she was a breast cancer survivor. So it's crazy how many people you meet that have either had breast cancer themselves or know somebody close to them that has had it. That's why it's so important to do your self-care, do your self-checks. I'll be honest, my doctor missed mine and I found my own. Um, So if I did not do that and I did not get the care that I needed right away, it could have been a lot worse. And now I am almost four years cancer-free and doing great. Awesome, Gina. I'm like so excited for you. And I remember when you started your journey and I mean, you're doing amazing. And I just wanted to say that if you find a lump, go to your doctor and don't let them blow you off because sometimes they'll tell you, oh, you're too young. There's no way you can have cancer. You push for that mammogram, that ultrasound, that MRI, whatever you need. And one other caveat I was going to add is many young women have super dense breast tissue. So sometimes a mammogram isn't enough. Um, They can't really tell if there's anything potentially malignant in there. So you should advocate for an ultrasound or if you have family history, a breast MRI. Awesome. Great advice. Real quick before we wrap up. So do you have any tips on what to eat, 
what to drink, lessened symptoms, anything like that. Nutrition's really hard when you're on chemo, as you probably remember when you went through it, you have days where you just feel so nauseous and your stomach's upside down and you don't know what you want to eat. But one thing that I stress all the time to my patients is try to get protein in. This helps satiate you. It honestly can help with the nausea. Um, Sometimes you need to eat small meals. You want to make sure you're hydrating well and ditch the Gatorade and all the other crap that they tell you to drink that's full of sugar and chemicals. Flavored water. I love um, Element electrolyte sticks. I think they're great. Teas, whatever you need to get hydrated, because those are two things that are going to make you feel so much better. And reach out to a therapist. If you're in a comprehensive cancer center, a lot of them have a social worker or a therapist and ask to be connected with them because that's super important. And lean on your friends and family. I can't stress the importance of a support group. That's really kind of what got me through all of my journeys was my incredible support group. So with all that being said, please, please get your mammograms, do your self checks, take care of yourself and put self-care a priority for you and your loved ones. We hope none of you ever have to experience this bitch of a disease, but if you do, Jenny and Paige are offering 30 day free membership trial to their new adventure, Cancer Coach Collective. You can visit their website at cancercoachcollective.com and at checkout, put in the code 30free for your first 30 days free trial. Paige, thank you again for all of your insights and education. We greatly appreciate it and wish you the best of luck in your endeavors. Thank you for having us and have a great day. You too. Bye, Paige. This podcast is sponsored by Single Throw Marketing. Check us out at singlethrow.com to stay ahead of your competitors. Follow the conversation on Instagram at the conversation with an H-E-R. Visit our website, conversation.com, or our link tree where you can find links to all of our guests and their helpful information in one easy-to-find location, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash C-O-N-V-H-E-R-S-A-T-I-O-N. Thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you soon.